So it does kind of bum me out a little bit that we're once again recording remotely because we are at a place where we all can be in the same room together, but it is nice <laughs> that it's because yes. of scheduling conflicts and people having yes. places yes. to go, yes. <laughs> which is awesome. And I'm excited because my first trip back to the theater uh, on Tuesday from when we're recording this, I'm going to the Arrow to see Werewolves Within, which is like a horror comedy kind of Clue, but if Clue had a werewolf. Ooh, so okay, like, sounds interesting. I'm super stoked for it because I pretty much only leave the apartment and have for the last year plus to go to the grocery store and come home. Uh-huh. Yeah. And with my setup, like my work desk is in our living room right by this giant window and the chair that I sit in for like watching television and hanging out is also right by the window. So I have become like super claustrophobic now, just staring out that window at the apartments across the way, like I'm Jimmy Stewart in rear window. Uh, oh, I haven't, uh, I haven't actually seen that one. Yeah, me neither. Hitch- oh, wow. You guys I'm haven't seen the Hitchcock film? Oh my good Lord. No, well, I'm it's... actually, I'm actually lacking on Hitchcock. I've only seen a yeah, couple. Yeah, me too. Oh, wow. That's a great movie. All right, we got to do a deep dive of Hitchcock at some point for the show. <laughs> Absolutely. But well, I, I think we need to start here then, because if you've not seen it... I guess it's on my list. Hi, I'm Melissa Gonzalez, and I have seen Rear Window. I'm Andrew Lindy, and I have seen Rear Window. I'm Bethany Brinton, and I have not seen Rear Window. I'm Cheryl Jones, and I have not seen Rear Window. And I'm Joe Myers. I have seen Rear Window. And this is It's On My List. I actually haven't... I don't think I've seen a Hitchcock movie from start to finish until now. What? <laughs> which that's, is, that's worse than me. Which is yeah. horrific to say out loud, but like I'm I'm that person who I fully recognize as being obnoxious where I can know like 90% of the facts about a movie, mm-hmm. like both plot and who made it and who's in it and what went year it was made and etc. without ever having seen it. So I will <laughs> constantly fake my friends into thinking that I've seen a movie. And be like, wait, you actually haven't seen that? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, you talk about it all the time. I'm like, yeah, I think it's good. You know, but <laughs> it's, Bethany, it's supposed that, to be good. That really reminds me, this has nothing to do with Rear Window or Hitchcock, but it, it's the most bizarre thing about me is that when I was a child... I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons. Oh no! Ah, but wow. I had there were they released these books that were episode oh guides to the early seasons, oh, and wow. I and they had pictures and quotes and and the gags and all that stuff. And I would wow. I would burn through those. I would just read those constantly, and I don't even. I don't even remember thinking, you know, oh, I'm fooling my friends. I just remember being like, I love The Simpsons, but the way yes. that I consume it is through a book. <laughs> this is the only <laughs> way why. I am allowed. 
<laughs> yeah. What? And that's that, that is kind of an that is kind of an odd way to come to a subject. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. to think that Bethany that you've never seen, you know, Psycho or that you've never seen uh, yeah. Vertigo, but you could perhaps like rattle off like, oh yes, it was made in this year and stars these people. I would I would do that all the time actually in our uh, our film classes at school, it, whether in like history or or screenwriting, because a lot of times the teacher would like pull up a, a clip or something and just have it paused and ready to go whenever the, like they got to that subject. And I and all the time I would like play this game with me and my friends like, okay, what movie is this? And I would go, oh, that's the apartment. They're like, how the hell did you know that? I'm like, it's black and white and it's Jack Lemmon. Like I. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best guess. They're like, you haven't seen that movie. I'm like, no. <laughs> See, I'm a little bit, a little bit different, I guess. That I have at least, I've seen Psycho a bunch of times, you know, on TV, and probably a couple of years ago now went to see a screening of Vertigo in a theater, you know, for to see that for my first time. But those were, I think, those are the only two Hitchcocks I have seen prior to this. Mm. So I was supposed to see Psycho at a a film a Halloween film party that I helped organize. Oh. And because I had helped organize it when everyone was watching the movie, I was like running around in the kitchen, like getting yeah. food ready and stuff. And so I would jump in and like try to catch clips and I missed like the scene. I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see at least that one. Oh, lame. Should I, I feel like, oh, go ahead, Andrew. Oh no. I just feel like Hitchcock is one of those uh, directors that and everybody knows his name. Yes, you know, and he, definitely. He created yeah. he created so many films, and he had the the television series. Yeah, uh, and he was mm-hmm. a character in his own right. He's one of those directors oh, yeah. that is you know you could tell by looking at like his he profile. had a, a look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where I would think some people um, wouldn't even be able to you know pick Martin Scorsese out of a lineup because <gasps> How dare they, they just. Yeah, they just watch a movie and they go, "Oh, I, was that a Scorsese? I don't know." Like it, <laughs> Hitch, Hitchcock had, you know, like a persona and a style and everything. And an ego, Exa- yes, and the ego, and yeah. he was. No. <laughs> I did catch his cameo in this one. I was yes, proud of myself. yes, of course. <laughs> that was a pretty clear one, though. Yeah, <laughs> I thought. Um. I guess I should just make a, a pronouncement here right now and say uh, that as a, after watching this film, I have come to realize I am not an Alfred Hitchcock fan. Oh. Yeah. I, wow. I have now recognized this about myself. I'm okay with it. <laughs> you know, we all discover things as we go through life. So <laughs> The first step is acceptance. That's right. I like Psycho. I think Psycho's a good movie. Uh, I didn't really care for Vertigo, and I didn't really care for this movie. So Interesting. now those two have James Stewart in common. Maybe I you love, just don't. No, I love James <laughs> Stewart. Oh, okay. I think Jimmy okay. Stewart is absolutely great, and he's, you know, his acting is the high point of this. Uh, his character and his everything else about it. What he does with it is great. What it is mm. is not in my opinion. So, yeah. Well, definitely I I think part of this movie and they they deal with it right away with the the nurse character. I can't remember her name, but yeah, she's, she's a fantastic character. Thelma yeah, Ritter is the actress. Yeah. yeah, she comes She was amazing. Yeah. She, she comes her. in and uh uh Jeff uh is looking out the window at his neighbors and she says, "Oh, you're a peeping Tom." Right. You know, yeah. you're what's wrong with society today. Right. Everybody's yes. looking out their windows instead of looking in, you know. Right. 
so that's kind of you know the the movie right away calls out what you know could be seen as as the the sin that he's committing where he's <laughs> spying on people you know who are just trying to keep their houses and apartments cool yes i do uh, like his double standard of, though because he does it all the time and when Detective Doyle is over and sees Miss Torso doing her dance number, oh yeah, he, he, Jeff gives him grief for looking out, and I'm like, that's the same right. thing that you do. And how's your wife? Yeah, and I'm thing. like, dude, yeah, how's your wife? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Well, how's your girlfriend? You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> here was my here was the first note I made. One hour seventeen mm. minute mark. Honestly, this is kind of boring. I don't really care what happened. Like this guy's a creep for watching everyone. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh, that, that, here are my other, that breaks my heart. Here are my uh, no. Yeah. Here are my other notes. They're very brief. Jesus, these people are stupid. Uh, <laughs> it was all just a little too convenient, and not at all the suspenseful movie I'd always thought it was. So those really? were that was the sum total. That was my notes on this movie. I really, wow. I'm sorry when, yeah, before we recorded, you guys were like, yeah, there's not going to be a lot of dissent on this. And I'm like, I'm going to keep quiet for <laughs> a little Cheryl's bit. And Cheryl's like, just give me a minute. <laughs> I'll, I'll spring this on them while we're recording. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you should. I we should have noted by her yes, silence. I thought I wanted to save it, you know, save it for the show. Wow. But uh, I'm sorry to disagree, Cheryl, but I clearly put on my letterbox review, Stone oh, Cold no. Masterpiece. So oh, well, okay. I don't understand how. <laughs> yeah. I'm not go. sorry to disagree, Cheryl. So. <laughs> I, do, I do think part of, part of it for me that I like about this film is that because of the time that it was made in, um, they took the yeah. effort to make a physical set I love where that. you could oh, you had yeah. the sense yeah. of being, of looking out that window and seeing all the other, you know, tenements, seeing that other building right across the way where yeah. he, he would pick up either the binoculars or his telephoto lens and you'd see it reflected. And it was yes. real. Yes. Like it yeah. felt you, you could really sense like the distance, the time, the place, the time, all, all of it, uh, where I think, you know, they wouldn't maybe nowadays they wouldn't take the time to do that. They do it in post. Right. They right. film it in pl different locations. But this was, you know. They built that inside of a set. They built yeah. that yeah. set. Yeah, and you were yes. in one place the whole time. Like, you never followed the detective out the door. You never, like, uh, saw his girlfriend go to, like, some fancy party and then cut away. Like, you were there in the apartment mm -hmm. the entire time. <laughs> well, except for when you were outside in the courtyard when they went out to dig the thing up. Oh, just but that's briefly. just at the beginning and just at the end. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, uh, when the dog gets uh, murdered, the, there's mm -hmm. some shots outside. But uh, like to me, it, it's even a bigger deal that they built this because not only did they build it on the soundstage, they actually just like broke through the floor to the basement. So the actual oh, wow. courtyard is the, the floor of the basement. Oh, wow. And then they built oh, up Oh, because they there. needed that distance. Right. Wow. Like, they needed the, the height, and they couldn't raise the roof, so Hitchcock had to huh. bust through into the basement. <laughs> wow. And it took I'm them, Hitchcock I forget how many again. months, like five months maybe, uh, to do it, or something along, or two months to do it, a bunch of guys. Uh, so it, I always loved the set. It was like a living, breathing yeah. character to me. And then when I got a little bit older and started doing research and found that out i'm like oh my god that's even more amazing to me that they did all of that i only wish it was still around and you could go visit it yeah that would make like yeah, a great that would be neat like a studio tour <laughs> yeah 
But I, I want to yeah, ask like you, Cheryl. Set. So mm-hmm. part of why I love this movie is not only do you get the main story, the thriller of did he or did he not kill his wife? But to me, that first hour is not boring because you get all these little like vignettes of the people across the way and, and mm-hmm. little glimpses into their life. And that always kept me interested, even when I was younger. That didn't really pull you in at all? I mean, no. I mean, I liked those people in general. I liked those stories, but I didn't feel that the movie on the whole added up to much. And <laughs> and I didn't like what Jimmy Stewart's character was doing. Like, you know, I mean, okay, yeah, in the end it turns out, you know, to have been a good thing, but uh, there was just so much wrong with what he was doing, I thought. Maybe I was just being a little too judgmental, but... Uh, and I just, I don't know. I just kept thinking then also of everyone else watching them, him and his girlfriend in their apart, in his apartment and everything going on in his, which I would have kind of liked to have seen, I guess, but like somebody watching them for a second. But well, yeah, I don't know. It, just, the it was just the, the whole thing didn't add up to anything for me. And I didn't, I didn't care really about what had happened because... I just thought the whole premise of him doing that was, I don't know, kind of dumb. I don't know. And I just didn't, there was like, and, and then like in the love scenes, like this is a thing I've, I saw in Vertigo as well. And like people are there, like Hitchcock, I just think is not good at these love scenes of expressing this. And like the whole, the kissing scene, the first time she comes in and kisses him, it was just weird. The whole thing was weird. Even just the way it was filmed was weird. And I don't know, there was, there's just, I think it's, for me, it's an overall Hitchcock thing that, mm. yes, I think Psycho is sort of an exception, but Vertigo and this one, I just, both of them, I watched like, well, these people are stupid. And what, <laughs> why am I watching this? Like, <laughs> I, I do want to, I want to, uh, you, you highlight the, uh, the kind of romance. I do think that first, that scene where she comes in and kisses him was either supposed to feel like kind of a, a dream or something like yes yes there, it somehow has a tension to it that is beyond the tension that we've had before and I don't know if that's supposed to be like he's stuck in this room and she's such a reprieve from it okay. from from this this boring life that he has and she's like this socialite who dresses s- mm-hmm. so elegantly for for everything and uh, that's even you know like the crux of their argument of you know he he doesn't even think she should be with him because He's, you know, down in the in the muck, like taking pictures of all kinds of crazy events. And, you know, she's she wants to have, you know, uh, a party and, and wear, you know, uh, silk gloves. Like, right. For, but, and, I, and I, I love that that tension because at first he's the way he explains it to the nurse, because that's how we find out about it. Mm. He's just like, oh, you know, she's too good for me. Like, this wouldn't be good for her. Blah, 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 blah. And then he does his whole spiel to girlfriend when she comes over and then and then towards the end she's like well i don't know when i'm gonna see you again and then he's like oh can't we just keep things status quo i'm like all right you're a dick <laughs> like you can't just break up with your girlfriend and then want her to keep coming and take care of you that's not how this works right even though she's like i don't know you know until tomorrow night you're like until tomorrow yeah. night like, yes okay yeah I'm so they're like, in a dysfunctional right. relationship fine and whatever, I, but but i did like how through the course of the movie which yeah it's a little problematic that she even has to do this and yes it's definitely like an older man younger woman thing which is Hitchcock's whole deal whatever Mm -hmm. but um 
the, throughout the course of the movie when when she signs on to the whole thing that he's looking out the window and oh I think this happened she kind of proves herself like no I can get down and dirty like a little bit too hard <laughs> she's like <laughs> yes. I'll get arrested it's fine it's fine it's fine right <laughs> there is uh yeah Bethany there is a moment uh that they very uh, that Hitchcock shows very you know purposefully where um Lisa right that's the character's name Grace Kelly is going yes. to go uh search for something she was going to go across the way and, and get some information and we see the look on jeff's face and he, he lights up because that's yes. him realizing yeah. oh this can work i'm being stupid yes <laughs> she, she mm-hmm. is she is willing to be a part of my life in the way that i'm willing to be a part of her life yes so yes i i i liked i really liked that shot i feel like i didn't notice it any other times that i'd seen it before but this time mm. i was really focused on their little relationship uh, drama and it and it was a I, I like that part I don't know yeah. I, I, I like them together I, I kind of yeah, like didn't understand sorry go ahead Elisa no I, I was agreeing I like them oh. together I thought I thought mm-hmm. well yeah he's like he's a you know this pretty cool photographer you know and and she's just this socialite fashion and uh, I could see where they would meet somehow and cross, path, cross paths and and uh, yeah, I, I, I just love this couple together. I just kind of couldn't figure out why they couldn't compromise. She stays in New York. He goes off and he comes back. Like he has an apartment. Clearly he comes home sometimes. So, you know. I think that's kind of what she wanted. And he was still like, no, no, that wouldn't be fair to you. Well, he would, he yeah, would be he gone, like, he would be gone come, so much. You have and to blah, come blah, blah. with me and you can't do that. Like, why does she have to come with you? If, whatever. She had a really great when he's like, have you ever been in the cockpit of a oh, yeah. <laughs> whatever? He, he says some specific name of a military vehicle and she goes, oh, only before lunch. Or something. <laughs> yes. I do love her. I, Grace Kelly yeah, as Lisa. Uh, I'm sorry. Lisa. Carol. <laughs> Fremont. <laughs> Uh, I like that she never backs down from Jeff. Mm-hmm. Like yes. when he is being a jerk, she calls him out. Like you're just being an idiot. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. When she has to step up and go across the way to, to go into the apartment, like she is in it. And I, I really did like the fact that she wasn't just some meek also ran in the story. Like she was a big yeah. part yeah. of it. She's yeah. like climbing the fire escape. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? And I love the moment. Like what always stuck with me is when Jeff is going over his basically conspiracy theory and that look of change on her face when she's like, okay, yes. tell me everything. Because yes. it, it reminds me of every friend I've ever had who's like really, really into true crime. And they'll start <laughs> talking about something. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they'll hit me with something I didn't know. I'm like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> I kept having to remind myself watching this too because like true true crime it, I mean has always been a thing people are obsessed with but it wasn't really a thing publicly talked about until I don't know like Law and Order came out <laughs> like it was always like kind of a hush hush like ooh you can be interested in the grisly details but like don't bring it up at a party and so when they're talking about this during the movie and the nurse is just like well he must have done it in the bathtub because that's the only place he can <laughs> right. wash away all the blood and he like puts his, his breakfast down because yes. now he can't stomach it I'm just like oh no that's like what you want to talk about like that's <laughs> now everybody be like yes yes please tell me go on go on and I loved I feel like if this movie were made today you know if you don't count Disturbia, um, <laughs> that 
the whole movie in order to like quote unquote generate conflict he would be the only one who believes himself like I feel mm-hmm. like if, if you made this movie today the mm-hmm. girlfriend would be like you're crazy you're ridiculous mm-hmm. you're da 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 and the nurse would be like shut up take your pills go to bed I'm not listening to you and so you would just get that nagging <laughs> for lack of a better word the whole time but I love that they were involved at a certain point they're like okay what can we do I think you're right it's a little insane but it's also plausible I, I think thing. it's very interesting that you bring that up Bethany because I was I saw a trailer for a movie last year and I went oh this is just rear window but actiony and gender swapped and oh, no. it's called The Woman in the Window and it's on Netflix right now oh yeah <laughs> and it's it's about a woman who she is a agoraphobic she doesn't leave the house ever she happens to witness something across the way and mm-hmm. they, it is exactly as you say. Every single person comes to the apartment, and they have all this proof that she is wrong. <laughs> yes, and yes. And uh, it's like a you know like a, a actiony thriller take on it. And I was just yeah. I was just like that. How do this? How does no one talk about Rear Window in regards to this? Because I know, right. as you said, Disturbia was another. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, who was that director? Uh, um, DJ director Caruso. D- yeah, DJ Caruso. Oh, yeah. Where he was, he I believe he even said, you know, yeah, I'm doing a Hitchcock take. I'm I'm mashing up some of his classic, and, you know, things. And I liked that one because it was a little more actiony. Mm-hmm. But I liked I I don't know I liked the initial because you have to have the initial concept of like why are they stay, staying inside and. Yeah. And not watching TV, and it was like the kid was under house arrest. Was like the the the, uh, the instigating, uh, I guess, window watching incident. But no, I I and and I liked that one for sure. It it definitely felt like a like a late two thousands thriller for better or for worse. But I don't know. I think they both have their merits. And then I know that they did do a TV film version of this same story with um, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve, yeah. Uh, yeah I never he... did watch that. Mm-mm. Yeah, I considered watching it, but then I, I don't know. I thought that would be a little too sad. I thought for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's so it is. You know, this is a concept that has been, you know, kind of brought to the modern front. But I I feel like this is one of the first ones where it's the real idea of what watching everyone what everyone's doing like the the idea of um voyeurism in films is kind yes. of a big a big thing with crime films uh through you know through the 80s and 90s they always have a guy that's like oh i was you know spying on the hot lady across the way and then i happened to see a murder but i can't yeah i can't admit that i was spying on the hot lady like those kind of <laughs> things happen in different films but this one you know because it's so early it feels you know a little tame maybe a little boring at times but it's definitely Hitchcock I feel like was pushing all of the uh, the envelopes here where, where mm-hmm. he could uh, because you know even talking about in, in hushed veiled ways that this man had to have cut up his wife to get yes. her out of the apartment uh, is kind of done in a way where if you're not paying attention maybe you'd go wait are they saying what I think they're saying you know that yeah. kind of thing uh, I do wonder for Bethany and Cheryl, since this is your first time watching at least all the way through, mm-hmm. um, was there a moment where you thought maybe the guy, uh, Mr. Thorwald, uh, d- where you thought maybe he didn't do it? Well, sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a couple times where I thought it the whole th- the whole plot was going to be like a setup, and I, I was watching it with uh, my boyfriend, and when when they they kept cutting to quote unquote like Miss Lonely Heart's window mm. 
Um, and she brought that uh, that guy over that one night. We're like, oh, he's going to kill her. And then that's going to be the murder. And then they're not going to uh, believe him because he already talked about the other guy who he thought murdered her, but he did it. <laughs> and yeah, we no, thought it was going to like snowball into this whole thing. I, and did we're like, kind oh, of the, okay. I did kind of the same thing with the newlywed couple. I'm like, oh, maybe the murder is actually going to be over there or something. You right, know, like, right. Because they've had their blinds closed gonna... the whole time or whatever. But. Uh, but yeah, there were through a lot of it. I thought it was gonna turn out that Jimmy Stewart was totally wrong, and you mm-hmm. know, I don't know because it was just like there, like but. like they said it was just plausible enough on either side. Like, oh, she went away and you didn't see, or like, oh, he's cleaning out his suitcase a little too well, and like, I don't yeah. know. I, I thought it was a good back and forth. Yeah. So I'm wondering because I had forgotten from all the times I've watched this previously that there's really no score throughout this movie. So it does kind of even heighten that whole, like you're in it mm-hmm. with them watching across the way. You're a voyeur as well. Cheryl, you, do you think you would have been more pulled into the movie if there would have been some of those like musical score cues that tell you like, Oh, this is like supposed to be tense. Mm, well, I can only go by how I felt about vertigo that had those. And no, like yeah like i knew what was supposed to be tense and you know and i mean when she when the girlfriend goes over and is in the apartment there it was a little tense but i didn't think it was yeah i mean i didn't feel quite what i thought i was supposed to feel there you know i thought it was supposed to feel a lot more intense than it was but i was like well she's gonna be fine i mean you know i didn't i didn't truly fear that anything was gonna happen to her um yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't quite articulate what it is about this movie or Vertigo that just doesn't work for me. What it is about Hitchcock in, you know, some circumstances that doesn't work for me. But I think I just don't end up feeling what he's trying to get me to feel. And I'm not sure why that is. You know, it's weird. Like I wanna, I want to enjoy them more. Everybody raves about these movies so much. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't really like it. I, so. I do feel like Hitchcock has kind of a, a sparse emotional mentality or whatever you'd want to yes. call it. Where his characters are very no nonsense. They have like a an agenda, or they have, they're just trying to do something, and they don't generally have like uh, emotional moments. Uh, yeah, so and they don't have a massive like arc of change from like the beginning to the end Mm -hmm. it's like they have a task that they want to do and they're going to try to do it no matter what happens (laughs) Mm -hmm. which i mean because i even think of um yeah north by northwest i feel like has some of that too okay even though i really do like yeah i like north by northwest but i feel like it's so like that one is Cary grant just trying to get out of this mess like it's just that that whole movie and so that movie has a similar weird romance thing where by the end you're like oh i I guess they fell in love, huh? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, where I think this one nails the the relationship a little better, um, but I yeah I can see I've heard that critique that there's just the emotions in a Hitchcock film are kind of muted or yes. just not there at all. Yeah, like a coldness to it maybe. Yeah. Yeah. See now and I'm I... like, well, if you like those handful, like should we? throw in the birds 39 steps maybe like i'm trying to think of which ones i think you might like yeah i've never seen me out i've never (laughs) seen the birds all the way through i've only seen parts of the birds so i i should try that one at some point you know but 
yeah, I, I have always liked North by Northwest. I was just totally forgetting that, which was Hitchcock even. But because uh, I think I saw that, you know, in college in a film class and really enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, I guess it's just maybe these couple of movies then. Maybe it's not all Hitchcock, but uh, I just I think it's in these two movies. I just feel like characters make decisions in ways I don't understand they're doing things I don't understand like I don't maybe I don't get their motivation I don't know I, I honestly I don't know what it is I, I don't I can't quite analyze it myself <laughs> and I do think um it's worth noting like Hitchcock directed like 80 films <laughs> yeah yeah like, throughout his uh career so you know like one or two you know doesn't mean Right. You have to write the whole rest of it. True. Right. And it's, you know, any director who would make that many films would um, would have one or two that perhaps don't. Yes. I'm just, I think it's just for me, like these two films are so highly touted among mm. it, among his films that, and then to be as disappointed by them as I've been, it's like, oh, well, yeah, I just, I obviously I don't like him, but you know, <laughs> now I'm really. <laughs> That's true. The, the expe- your expectations might have been <laughs> yeah, a little Like if these are Maybe supposed the to be the be- among the best. Yeah. Yeah, Hitchcock exactly. and Humphrey Bogart can go to hell. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Humphrey Bogart still can. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't even think reviews. we... <laughs> we don't have time to get into uh, behind-the-scenes Hitchcock things, but let's just say, by oh. all accounts, not a great guy. No, not oh, the yeah, go, sure. go Google it or go watch the uh, the Toby Jones movie. Yes. Like. <laughs> yeah. I did read that the, the, the couple that was putting their mattress out on the balcony oh, yeah. or on the fire escape to sleep. I did read that Hitchcock had, they each had earpieces so they could hear him directing from across the courtyard. And oh, he cool. was giving each one of them two different directions. Oh, God. Like to pull and push. So it kind of led to that comedic effect of them, you know, like falling back into the window as you know, right. when it started raining. Yes, and yes. And I thought that was pretty, that was pretty good. Oh, when they, yeah, when they had to carry the thing inside. Yeah. And started raining. I liked that part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess since we're talking about them, can we just all say uh, very sad uh, that the dog died? Oh so yes, yeah. that was the only part that really like tugged at my I loved her little yeah. tirade though. Her and when everybody oh, yeah. came out to watch, she's mm. just like, "What is wrong with you, people?" Yes. No, that was. Really, I loved her that was basket. emotional. Yes. Yes. yes that was a little Toto basket. I like that she was training the new puppy at the end. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. The ending. The, yeah, what everyone's doing at the, the end, I always think is such a funny, <laughs> funny little wrap up. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the. Uh, I mean, I like every instance of the songwriter because hello. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he was he was really good too. I quite liked him too. He was he was great, and when he's like when he's drunk and angry, and then when he's sober and angry that he can't write anything. And 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 Joe, you were mentioning there like wasn't much score because like I think he kind of act acted as the score right yes and and yes. and like grace kelly would comment on him like oh that's such a nice song and and his music saved the the suicidal woman's life and so you 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 see them uh talking about his latest record or whatever in, in his apartment at the end i thought that was really really cool yeah and i'm glad you yeah. brought him up because uh i learned something doing research today i never knew uh that gentleman's name is ross bagdasarian but he's mm. better known by dave seville of Alvin Christ. and the Chipmunks. Oh. He created oh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Wow. Now that's an That made me fact. so happy today when yeah, I read that. Yeah, that's so cool. Yes, that's really cool. 
It's on my list. We'll be right back. Hey folks, this is Joe Myers. When I'm not waxing poetic about classic and cult films that I should have watched ages ago, you can hear me talk all things horror on the podcast Macaw with my fellow co-hosts, Chris Duck and Jenny Duquette. Join us each week for horror-related news, movie and show reviews, film franchise focuses, director and actor spotlights, and much more. Podcast Macabre is available via our website, our Libsyn hosting site, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify with new episodes available every Monday. You can find us at podcastmacabre.com and follow our social media accounts on Facebook and under at Podcast Macabre on Twitter and Instagram. So, right, friends, please subscribe to, rate, and review the show. And remember, don't be afraid of the dark. Be afraid of what's in it. Uh, I think another thing about this movie is it kind of, you know, it was making me wonder, like, for at least for each of us, you know, like, personally, what would we have to see in a neighbor's window before we started to go, I think I need to do something about it. Right. No, I'm always jumping up, like, did you hear that? What was that? (laughs) I've seen some weird stuff outside my window. And Joe's just, like, chill. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Well, I feel like I'd have to see somebody (laughs) doing something. Like, if I saw a thing happening, I'd be like, okay. But suspicion, eh, it'd be fun to watch. I mean, I've always always (laughs) suspected the people across the street have locked cells in their uh, basement like they've dug it oh. anyway oh Jesus it's just a weird thing I don't think they really <laughs> I don't think they really do but it's a kind of a joke I tell about them because okay have All right. people over a lot who you don't see come out for long periods of time but anyway <laughs> uh, it's an ongoing Cannibals. I think it's a I think it's a missionary thing actually but now, it's now we're on a on a now it's Burbs. We've gone yes. to it. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, <laughs> no, the Burbs. I can't watch that. Now movie. let's uh, dig into why, to why Cheryl's avoiding this film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but for no, me, now I I'm think... just picturing like a police sting and then they interview Cheryl and instead of being like, oh, he was such a nice guy. You're like, no, I always suspected there yeah, was something. I, no, I 100% would. Uh, they did. The police She's did the come Stella. over one time. But, uh, or oh over to their God. house. I didn't get to see it, but I was Did close. they bring shovels? Uh, No, they didn't, sadly. But but I would, you know, I would have to see like actual like somebody being beaten or harmed in some way. And then I would absolutely call the police. But yeah, there's yeah, there's one neighbor that I think a lot of weird stuff. I don't think they treat their children well, but I haven't seen anything actually happen. So it's not I can't, you know, there's nothing I can do at this point. So I do think it is a. part of a, a modern issue where sometimes you have to think to yourself will calling the police help this situation right will it just exacerbate it, it yes yeah. yeah yes right because also well, like, you don't have any proof and so what can you do yeah mm-hmm. like the whole concept of like a neighborhood watch mm-hmm. like i mean when was that when did that really form oh, gosh. or become there's a sign thing. i'm looking at the neighborhood watch sign right outside my window on the on the light post right, right now. In the 80s. Like no, I think that was... Okay, here we go. Uh, late, yeah, late, late 1960s. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, I think like, it came I clearly out. remember it in the 70s late as a 70s, kid. Late 70s, yeah. I remember when yeah. they started it in this neighborhood, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, see, to me, if this movie happened in real life now and someone screamed don't in a courtyard like this instead of people Ooh, actually yeah. looking out... You would just have everyone in their own apartments, windows shut, on the next door app. 
Did someone hear a scream? That <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Next door. Actually, I actually Absolutely. just Googled neighborhood watch and next door was like the fourth um, yeah. result. <laughs> next door is a worst. weird, weird place. <laughs> it's entertaining though. But you can, can find be. out anything you hear. You can absolutely find out what it was. Uh, but I just, I've just found out that my neighbors are horrible people. Yes. 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 Just like, people. oh. Yes, okay. definitely. It's an ugly neighborhood. I like uh, the Citizen app because it gives you like. Oh, a, Citizen is great. That's that another app. like bu- bucket of popcorn and yes. like open Citizen. Like, ooh, what's happening? Weren't they in trouble for doing some kind of like a weird putting bounties on people or something? Oh, what? I, I thought I, I don't know. Something. They occasionally like like if there's an Amber Alert, they'll do like a. a a live thing where they'll have like some dude sitting at his computer being like, Oh, the last information we heard oh. was blah, blah, blah. Like Amber alerts and, and missing persons. I've, yeah. I've found citizen will like, uh, either they'll put up a reward. So that might be it, but yeah. it's like, Oh, do, if you find this like elderly dementia patient wandering around, like the police are looking for him, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know though. You might know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it yeah, is. So I guess that's our modern equivalent. Uh, well, because the other thing that I think of with regards to you know how do people react to this thing, there was that story from I think they did a documentary about it from the seventies of a oh God, what was her name? Kitty something. I don't know if I'm getting the name right. It was a story of a, a woman who did scream for help in an yes. alleyway, and there were, you know, people it was some number that. of like twenty seven apartments Jeez. were there. And yes. no one did anything. Oh, I remember that. I remember like mm-hmm. reading that article or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the, to go from here in 54, where it's like, you know, they're all, everyone seems kind of to interact in some way to the 70s where everyone's going to close their windows and go, oh, that's just city noise. Mm-hmm. And then now in the, you know, 2021, where we, we open an app and go, did you hear that? Right. <laughs> what was yeah. that? Was that a firework or a gunshot? Well, oh yeah. my God. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't do anything. One, and you just record it. You know, yes. Right, right. Everybody would would be would start recording out their out their yeah. window. I feel like, but and 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 I think a lot of that has to do obviously with like um, TV because mm-hmm. you didn't have a TV to watch or or TV and internet, and so you you have ways to entertain yourself as opposed to poor Jimmy Stewart who's in a hot apartment with like a radio, which I'm sure would get old. But I'm like, oh, he's just watching TV, which yeah. just happens to be his neighbors. Each, each, <laughs> each little apartment is its own little story, its yes. own little movie, yeah. and one happens to be a, a murder mystery. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, even having the, uh, like, that was like an artist uh, who worked out in the courtyard. Like, yes. That would be fun to watch, someone do oh, a yeah. sculpture out there. Sure, yeah. that would be great. Although she, she kind of seemed like like the no, the stereotypical nosy neighbor, or she might have been the landlady. I think uh, they kind of alluded yeah. to her being the uh, the the landlady. So, yeah, cause she was all on that that flower bed uh, thing right. the moment oh, he was yes. down there. Yes. Which, what did everyone deep. think of Raymond Burr being the the villain in this? Because oh I got yeah <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a kid, I knew him through the American version of Godzilla, and then vaguely knew about Perry Mason. So by the time right. I saw this in my early twenties, I was like, "Wow, it's wild to see him as a murderer." Yes, I don't think I'd seen him anywhere else before. So he, I read a quote from him where he basically said, "You know, throughout his career, he played a lot of like the second banana gangster guy or mm. the man that like." 
actresses were afraid of uh, in these gangster <laughs> movies. And he had some quote where he listed off, I can't remember all the names, but one of them was like, it was like, all you know, I, I got all these women screaming at me, Barbara Stanwyck, and like he went up on a list. It was like throughout his career, he had been in so many movies where it was just, he was the big guy. He was the goon. Guy. Yeah. yeah. And so here, I think they really make use of like, when he finally gets to Jeff's apartment. Yeah. It's such a an imposing figure by that yeah. point. He's so like the way they shoot that with him in shadow and mm-hmm. then with the flash bulb and he's got such a distinct look with the piercing eyes like uh it's very scary. Like yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I get yeah. it. <laughs> also with the angle too cuz when you're looking at him through uh Jim well Jeff's view, you know, it's it's at a lower angle so you have this mm-hmm. menacing figure, you know, kind of towering over you at the doorway out that that's that was a creepy scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I always loved about that scene was that orange glow. And doing research today, they had actually had like little white spots of when he would uh, use the camera. And yeah. they actually had crew members go in a darkened room and had someone click the flash on the oh. camera to, to see how it really was. And they were all like, no, we see orange spots instead. So they had them change on oh. the orange spots for the movie, which I that thought is. was super interesting. But yeah. Yeah, that, well, I did enjoy that quite a bit because he's just like, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? And we're like, and he just doesn't say anything. Yeah, yeah he's a good guy, but he's also horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I thought think... that I thought that Raymond Burr, when he got there, uh, you know, kind of when they were on the phone with him first and then when he got over there, that he was actually not like it was menacing that he was there. But at first he was like, well, what do you? want from me you know like right because he was gonna he was, try to like brad him yeah or he was i didn't mm. feel like he was that scary at first like he was just trying to be like you know i only have a hundred dollars whatever like i didn't think he was that frightening in that but so it wasn't until he started to actually come toward jimmy stewart that then it was like okay he's he's actually gonna make it physical you know mm-hmm. so much so he threw him out the window well, yeah. <laughs> and he broke both of his legs. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, yeah that and it was kind of, it does, uh, the, um, the, the technique at the time of speeding up film. Was, yes, yes, yes. It's like, oh, come on. Like, that, it just that looks point so at the corny end, now. And at the very beginning when you get the establishing shot of like the, the courtyard and you see the, the helicopter oh, coming yeah. down yeah. on the oh, roof, yeah, I'm that, like, that was really... why? This this adds nothing to the plot. Yeah, why it was looks it? so rough. <laughs> yeah. Didn't a couple of people like go up on the roof? I thought maybe it was a helicopter guy watching a couple of ladies sunbathing up there, but, uh, but I don't know. That was the impression yeah. I got. But still, yeah, it looked terrible. I know. That, yeah, that and when when uh, when Jimmy Stewart fell, I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> you had me, and then you lost. Well, but me. then that was the same thing in that initial kiss between him and his girlfriend. Is it like goes really oddly slow, like it's mm-hmm. kind of choppy? And it, I was like, what was that? I wondered. <laughs> I like I sat there going, is that in the original film or is this like a bad transfer moment? You oh, know? I didn't notice like, that one. And they go all blurry too for that. And I was like, what happened there? What are you trying to do? It was well, it was only a few years after this that um you know Grace Kelly went and became a princess. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like you do, right? Yeah. Casual. No big deal. 
It was this and then um, To Catch a Thief. And mm. then she <sighs> retired at 26 and wow. got married to a prince. Wow. Oh, that's the dream. <laughs> 26. Okay. I'm done being a famous actress. Yeah, I'm going to be a prince. I'm going to be a famous Find royal. Find me a prince. <laughs> uh, Markle did it. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Sort of. Not quite the same level. I mean, fam- yeah, not famous quite actress. The same level. Famous actress, same level, I'm saying. If you watched uh, Suits. <laughs> I only say that because I did watch Suits. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got nothing against her, but. Right, right. No, I know. You know I was going to say. Got, yeah. I need I need to see more Hitchcock movies. That's that's what I found. Out, I, which I knew. I do already, not but. need to see more Hitchcock movies. Really. <laughs> and Cheryl needs to <laughs> not. I should try the birds, but beyond that, I don't really care. I you know for my money, b- birds isn't worth it. I'm sorry. Right, <laughs> I've I, I've well, heard similar. I've things. always kind of felt that way about it. So maybe I love I that movie, but I don't think Cheryl would enjoy it. All right. Yeah, that's good to know. I don't. I, I um I kind of remember liking to catch a thief, uh, but that's Cary Grant. I I think I oh. can't you know not like Cary yeah, Grant in like a film. Yeah, like Cary Grant. Uh, I'm looking through the list to see what else I would recommend. Uh, Joe, you mentioned the Thirty Nine Steps. I don't believe I've seen that one. What? God, uh, it's been so long. I actually don't remember everything about it. It's one of the ones I watched when I was in my early twenties, and I've not watched it since. But it, from my memory, it's like a murder mystery type thing. I I would also say, uh, what is it? Rope. I really like Rope. Rope. That's good. another James Stewart uh, shows up in that one. I haven't. Seen yeah, that one's about uh, a murder as well. And uh, mm-hmm. you actually that's show, the one where they tried like, to make it look like there were no cuts, right? It's the perfect. Right. It's like yes. the perfect crime, yeah. and yeah, yes. yeah. And then the lady vanishes. I remember liking a lot. It's a little odd, but I remember thinking this one's pretty crazy. I like it. <laughs> uh, so I did like normal. I had to look up uh, the Academy Award situation on this oh, movie, yeah. and it only got a handful of nominations. Uh, it did not get nominated as best picture that year, and it probably even if it would have, it probably would have lost to On the Waterfront, which was the oh, winner. Yeah. Uh, Grace Kelly actually did get best actress, but it was for The Country Girl, which I've never oh, seen or heard oh, of, but oh, I want to watch now. Heard of it, yeah. huh. uh, but oh, that, that year, Grace Kelly was up for The Country Girl. Dorothy Dandridge was up for Carmen Jones. Judy Garland for A Star is Born, oh, and Audrey wow, Hepburn wow. for Sabrina. Wow. Uh, and Jane God. Wyman, who I'm, I don't know her, but uh, Magnificent Obsession. Like, talk about a mm. Best Actress Murderer's Row. Yeah. I mean, that's just right. insane. <laughs> uh, but it was also up for Best Screenplay um, because it was adapted from a short story uh, by Cornell Woolrich called It Had to Be Murder, which actually... It, it was like a take on an old H.G. Wells story about a guy who basically was laid up in a room watching this river and the people that worked and lived along the river. Uh, so it was actually like an adaption of adaption in a weird way. Uh, but it was up for best screenplay. It lost to The Country Girl. And then there was uh, Hitch was up for best director, but lost to the gentleman who did On the Waterfront. Hmm. So, yeah, it didn't... Uh, didn't make a lot of noise there, but man, I do love it. And I, I am <laughs> bummed. I am very, very bummed. It did not win Best Art Direction, but it did lose to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is really uh, cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think the comparison can be made. I was. I remember thinking this at the start of the film, but it kind of dropped from my mind of what we the way that we're seeing everything through, you know, Jeff's eyes through a literal lens is kind of like, you know, the way that a filmmaker sees things, a way that a director would look. It's like very purposely pointing us in a direction, mm-hmm. telling us to look over here. Uh, I think that's that's kind of an interesting thing. That I, maybe... I thought it was interesting that he didn't take any pictures. He was just using yeah. the camera, right? right? I'm like, you you yes, literally yes. have, you are one of the only people in this time period that has a camera in their home <laughs> and you see him like putting away these giant knives in, in like yeah. bags of newspaper and you don't think to just go click. Exactly. Like, Come that on, was one man. of my things. Like, why aren't you taking photos of this? My ah, God, that was the only, that, that frustrated me. <laughs> yes. Like, hello, it's your job. It's what you do for a living. Yes. I think you'd think of it. Well, Cheryl, did you at least like the fact that he took the picture of that race car wrecking? I did, yes. At first I was like, oh, I didn't realize he was involved in motorsport. And then I'm like, oh, he does all kinds of stuff. But yeah. Was that supposed to be kind of how he broke his leg? Yes. That's kind of what I, what I took from it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, like, that was from, yeah it was from, he, they mentioned something somewhere along the way that he yeah. did some kind of shot somewhere, yeah. Got to do what you got to do to get the photo, man. You know, I've been there. I nearly got hit by a race car, I know. Woo. Wow. Ex- Not at full speed, thankfully, in the pits. But it was just one of those you things where you're working in the pits. Still. Like I would be on the hot side of the wall and you have to yep. pay attention when cars would come in. Because as they tell you in the photo meetings, they come in what they call dead stick. So they don't make any noise. You know, the engine's mm. off, but they're still rolling quite fast. And so I was down at the very first pit box, Ryan Hunter wow. Ray, as I recall. And uh, I looked around. Everything's cool. and Nobody's coming in. I start walking across the pit box when I am in the middle of it. The entire crew comes out, meaning the car's coming. And I just went, okay. And I just ran straight forward. I didn't turn around to look anything. I just ran forward. <laughs> Smart. And then once I was out of the pit box, turned around, and there was the car. And there was a champ car official over there. And he just kind of looked at me and like, was like, eh. and I was like, eh, going to happen sometimes. You know, like, <laughs> I got out. <laughs> I'm fine. If I had turned around to look, that would have been like too many seconds, you know? <laughs> yep, yep. And it would have been a problem I mean, for everybody. <laughs> it's, it's sort of similar thing but i mean like you you made the smart decision it's like something bad might be happening yes. i'll just go <laughs> like, uh, yeah uh, a friend of it. mine was biking and he ran into two people on the bike path and on the on like he was coming up behind them and he's just like on your left on your left on your left and he kept yelling and finally i guess the girl like turned and looked over her shoulder and as she did that like stepped directly into oh, his path no. and he just oh, plowed geez. into them oh god just just move. Yes, like, just what? don't turn to look. <laughs> just take the action, yes. Um, a fun question that I had that the movie doesn't answer. Mm-hmm. What does LB stand for? Oh. Ah! Lionel Barrymore. I don't know. Uh... Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's funny. Uh, at one point, oh, when, when, uh, when his girlfriend first comes over, and and he says something like, "What's the occasion?" Because she's brought over like a literal lobster dinner with like, like a bellboy. Gosh, yes. Um, and 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 she says, "Oh, it's the day that like L B Jeffries like finally is is about to get his cast off." And I totally thought she was gonna say like L B J. And I'm like, "Wait, who was president?" Right? Wait. Oh, oh. Yeah, it, could be, it could be Lyndon Baines Jeffries. Yeah, yeah Lyndon Lyndon. Ba- I'm like, what? No, My- uh, yeah. <laughs> 
my personal uh it, it just jumped right to my head as soon as i thought of it it's uh lincoln beauregard <laughs> i love it beauregard. Lincoln beauregard. is it is is the uh is that question answered in the the short story at all Oh. I don't know. I've not read probably it. I actually not. need to. It's probably a different name in the short story. Probably. Yeah, true. Uh, I, I want to vote for Larry Barry. Larry Barry. <laughs> Just any rhyming Lyndon Binden. I like Larry Barry Jeffries. <laughs> uh, but even though I've not read that short story, I do know some of the changes. Like the Lisa character mm. was not there at all. Uh, nor Stella. I- like he had an assistant named Sam. And Cheryl, if you hated Jeff in this, you would have really hated that character in the book. So apparently he's like a super jerk. Oh, yeah. And there's not like all the other little uh, stories of the people in the apartment complex. You get none of that. He's focused entirely on this guy. And that's all that Ah. the story talks about. So they they added a bit. It's a good adaptation, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you take like the the core of the story and just embellish it. But yeah, apparently he came across as like a super, super jerk. And I'm like, well, he didn't come uh, off very well in this. No. I and mean, Hitchcock read that short story. He's like, ooh, I love this guy. Oh, I just- <laughs> well, even to, his, to his credit, I think Hitchcock actually said like, no, the guy's a jerk. Like, and to me, okay. I don't. I don't see that he ever portrayed Jeff as a sympathetic character at all. No, I think I think in his relationships he was a little sympathetic, kind of like like we said, where the he slowly sees that his girlfriend actually cares about him, <laughs> and yeah, and and I don't know. And Hitchcock was kind of the original before it was cool uh, anti-hero sort of uh, uh, filmmaker. <laughs> He's like, what if you saw the movie from this perspective? They, uh, just for the record, LB Jeffries does have a Twitter account, but he hasn't posted <laughs> since January. So, <laughs> Cheryl's first line of research. No, no, oh, he says Lord. I'm a photographer with a broken leg and nothing to do for Stop six it. weeks. But look out the oh window. My God. Has his Stop address? So has his address there? One two five West Ninth Street, the rear. Oh my God! And has pictures. <laughs> SIP checklist, binoculars, telephoto lens, 1.75 liters of brandy, fish heads, and rice. Okay, I'm good for the next six weeks. All right. Oh, that's fantastic. Man, who who took up all of the, like, famous persona Twitter accounts that some guy was like, I know who they're not going to take from me. uh, I was hoping to find something about, like, you know, the name in the book. Really wild. They... This Twitter account, I found it. They it was they joined in July of 2017. So this was a a long con, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Elisa, and I can be found on Twitter at this Elisa. I'm Andrew Lindy, and you can find me on other podcasts, such as Nothing New, a remake podcast, where uh, every month my co-host and I talk about film remakes. You can find that at benvnetwork.com slash nothingnew, and on uh, Twitter at nothingnewpod, and on another show called In Quest of Geek, where I am on the Dungeon Dive episodes, uh, which are live on Twitch every uh, Tuesday at 8 p.m. and they come out in podcast form later in the week. Uh, Just look for Inquest of Geek on your podcast app and look for the Dungeon Dive episode. You'll find me there. And that's on Twitter, at Inquest of Geek. We talk about all kinds of um, geeky topics, movies, uh, TV shows, uh, video games. I'm I'm sure we're going to get a board game in there now that we can see other people again in real life. Uh, So check that out. And you can find me on Twitter, my personal Twitter, at Podcaster Andrew. 
I'm Bethany Brinton. I'm a musician and composer, and you can find me on all of these social things at Bethany Brinton. And we are It's On My List. Uh, you can find us at It's On My List Pod at all the social things. Uh, tweet at us, Instagram us, send us annoying emails at It's On My List Pod at gmail.com, and let us know what you think. And I am Cheryl Jones. You can find me on all the social media at Speedway CJ. You can listen to five years of Movies Made Me, uh, available anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Amazon Music. And still, as I have said, for at least a year now, more than a year now, I will eventually be doing my core four. Uh, We're getting closer, I think. Uh, So you can, you know, preemptively, that's not the right word, follow that at at my core four pod. Preemptively works for that, I think. All right. And I'm Joe Myers. You can find me across social media at that Joe Myers. I also co-host a horror podcast called The Podcast Macabre. You can find us online at podcastmacabre.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. And this has been It's On My List.